Welcome back to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast, episode 49. Today, we're going to talk about four steps to hiring your first office employee. Hi, everybody. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Molchan. And today, we're going to be talking about hiring your first uh, office employee. Because uh, if it hasn't happened yet, the time's going to come where you can't seem to keep up with all the phone calls, the invoicing, the scheduling. All of that stuff. Um, so before you even think that you're going to post a position, there yeah. um, are s- some things that you can think through and do beforehand um, before you even hire. Yeah. So we basically put together a list of four things you should do before you even, like Katie said, advertise that position. Um, and these are just kind of help you get ready before you even do anything. You know. Yeah, because Makes you, you want to set that person up for success. You yeah. don't want to just be like, blah, post it, hire it, and then when they get there, it's like this madness tornado of they don't know what to do. You, you don't, you're not even real sure what you want them to do. You know? so, yeah, so. <laughs> it's just help, the, it's, this will help cut down on the chaos. Yep. So uh, step number one is to actually create a list of the tasks that you want them to do. Um, and this could be a number of different things. You know, it could be, Simple as just taking, uh, doing bank deposits, creating invoices, answering the phone, making uh, appointments for you. Um, there, there's just there's a numerous amount of things that they could be doing, um, but you need to write them all down and uh, and kind of I guess go from there. Um, and once you had that done, you know it sounds pretty simple to make those tasks. How are step two is actually how are they going to do these tasks? Yeah, like um, if they're expected to go to the bank, do they have a vehicle? Are they going to get reimbursed mileage for using their own vehicle? Um, how would you like them to answer the phone? Like, do you have a phone, like kind of like a loose script for them to follow when um, people come in and inquire about new jobs or if somebody's calling about a complaint? Like, how do you want them to handle these different kind of phone calls? Yeah. You know, um, if they're going to answer, or I'm sorry, if they're going to, enter an invoice into the computer. Um, how are they going to do that? You know, you need to create some kind of a way for them to do that. Now that could be done in a couple of different ways. Um, it could be as simple as, you know, you typing out step-by-step, step, go into QuickBooks or whatever software you have. Yes. This would be step. a process. We talk about systems and processes all the time. Yeah. So give them the process. So they're not just guessing. And and this one can actually be kind of hard. It's, it's a lot of time for you to actually sit down and write this down. So, a very quick and simple way for you to do this is when you're actually going to create an invoice, an actual invoice for your business, is actually set up your, your cell phone, your smartphone, set it up to record that and have it record the screen and you talk as you're doing this and just create, okay, step one is go enter QuickBooks and you know click here, click here. Oh, and have and your s- phone facing the computer screen yep. so they can see what you're clicking yep. there, on. There's this no need be to. be much quicker than writing this all out. Yeah, it, it's going to save you a lot of time. You're going to be creating an invoice, so you might as well do it. And this could be done for any of the tasks. It could be as simple, you know, when you need to answer the phone. You know, when you have your phone there, have it record as you're answering, you know, and some of the, some phones out there, you can actually record that as you go. So, um, you get, you know, the talk between the person and you. So recording is, is a huge time saver. So I, I would encourage you to do that at least to get started until you have time to actually write things down. So, um, so, you know, do that for each one of those tasks we talked about that you created earlier. Um, they need to know how they're going to do it and, you know, when they're expected to do it, 
and you know yeah all, do they invoice every di- daily mm-hmm. monthly bi-weekly whatever how, how yeah. often do you want them to put these together um are they going to be in charge of putting together like the timesheets that go with them and getting the schedule out for the next day just it whatever you know you you know your business all of those yeah. things that need to be done think through it ahead of time, have it written down so they know what's expected. So like that first week, you know, it's always like kind of awkward that first week in a new job because you're just feeling it out. And I'm one of those people that like, I don't want to like underperform and disappoint. And so if I know what's expected of me, then I can get it done. Because maybe they didn't know that you were expecting them to, you know, schedule out the mowing crew for the next day. They were, you know, and then you're going to get mad because they didn't do it. You can't get mad at people for things they didn't no, they were supposed to be doing. Yep. So you have to you have to create these systems processes for this new employee. Uh, step three is actually to decide: Are they going to be part time? Are they going to be full time? Um, you know, and what hours are they expected to be there? They do you need them there at eight o'clock in the morning? Can they come in at ten o'clock? Whatever it is, you need to decide and establish that from the get go. Um, another thing you think about is most people hire the secretary to start off as part time just to see how things work out. You get them going, and then you you know, it may transition into a full-time position. Something you need to take in consideration is actually when you're going to hire that person, talk to them about this and say, there may be in the future, a need for you to, to go to full-time, you know, and make sure that's a possibility for them. They may not want to, they may only want a part-time position. You know, you get some, you know, moms that are stay-at-home moms and they need to be here. If somebody's retired and they're just looking, you know, to fill a little bit of time, maybe they don't, you know, yeah, they don't want to go doing nine to five Monday through Friday. So just kind of be clear with that person up front of, um, yeah, what you're going to expect out of them hour wise. Yep. And then lastly, step four, uh, and that's the interview process. You, you need to create a good list of interview questions to ask them to, to find out, you know, to find that best person for that job. So, um, you know, you can ask them a series of different types of questions, you know, find out if they're familiar with the software you're using. So if they're whatever you're using Excel, you're using service autopilot, whatever it is, see if they're familiar with that. Well, or at least how to use basic software, yeah. like how to use like Microsoft Word products or mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Um, Cause I can see somebody not knowing how to use like service autopilot, yeah. something that's very landscaping specific, but make sure they can like know how to use the computer. They know how yeah. to check email, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Cause you would be surprised how many people don't yeah. use all that. Yeah. Um, then also give them various scenario questions. Um, you know, if you get a customer that calls in, they're mad about something. How would they do that? How would they handle that situation? This is a very, to me, is a very important part because they're going to be getting the brunt of any complaints. You know, more likely, you need to find somebody who can handle. Yeah, that they're well. they're your first line of defense. No, yeah. that sounds terrible yeah. saying that way, but no, they're going they're the ones that are going to get those calls. So you want to make sure that they're going to know how to handle it. Because yeah. Um, yeah, like we yeah. said, I mean, you can train them on how you want to do them. But when somebody gets aggravated and all that, you kind of want to see what their basic demeanor is. Like, mm-hmm. so even if they happen to get off script, is this person going to fly off the handle or will they still handle it appropriately, even if they kind of get flustered and get off script? Yeah. Another thing to kind of take into consideration is to find out if they're familiar with, with the landscape industry. And the reason I, I bring this up, and it's not like 100% necessary, but as far as the terms and stuff, and it'd be something you can may have to teach them, but they may not even know what hardscaping is. They may know what a brick or a block. I've had, we've had people that think a brick is, is a block and they just don't know the 
the terms. That so, would just be silly. A bricks on a block. No, sorry. But, no, but they don't know. <laughs> people don't know. So you need to make sure, you know, it may be something they don't know and something you could teach them, but it's just something that, you know, it may take extra time to teach them. So just, just take these kind of things into consideration. Sure. Yep. So once you've established these four things, you should be pretty much prepared to actually go out and start looking for your first uh, office personnel. So, um, and it's a very important job for the landscape business. You should take your time and hire the best person you can. Um, yeah, uh, I'm always a fan of just hiring slow. Make sure you ask good questions. Make sure you look around. Um, and more importantly, just train them really well. That's, yeah. I'm always just a fan of... If you can just find a good person who you think is going to be able to handle the job, you can always train them, you know, on the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. So get yourself a good person. But thinking through this stuff ahead of time, that'll help you pick that right person. Because um, if it's already already just in your head while you're doing interviews, you, you'll just get a better judge of if you think that person's going to fit with your company. Yeah. One, one thing I've always heard, or I've always liked is, uh, they call this person the director of first impressions. And I, I always kind of, I like that. I know you're not big on titles and stuff, but it's not necessarily a title. It's okay. To me. I'm just a lot snarkier yeah. than you are because, I mean, you can call me whatever you want, but I'm still doing all the same stuff. So. Yeah. it's The reason why I say it is, is because sometimes that person is going to be the first person or first person a customer is going to speak to. So you yes. want to find somebody that's going to be happy and, you know, not grumpy, a grumpy old man or something like that. Uh, this is going to scare off an empl- or a, uh, scare well, off a potential yes, customer. Yes. So no, you're probably right. I'm just like I said, I'm just full of snark. So you're full of something. Uh, it <laughs> is a good idea um, if you put that into their heads, like so that they realize that they are going to be that first line, the yeah. first thing that people hear. So because they might not even think about it, they might just be like, I don't know, I'm just a secretary. What yeah. they yeah. might not realize that you're expecting them to. Ca- put on a good front and good face yeah. for your business. Yeah, you'd be smiling at that phone. That's right. You cuss them out after you hang up. Yeah. That's what that's what we all do. We have manners. <laughs> and one thing too is remember that things will be a little awkward hiring that first employee. You may not have everything exactly written down. They may forget stuff, and something you have to work through. It's a, it's a new position for you. And just remember, there's going to be a little. There's awkward always period. growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. But you just have to start somewhere, and you can always move forward from there and update and change things as you go. So. Yeah, I just don't want people to be afraid or scared to hire that new person because mm-hmm. um, it is kind of a lot of work to go through all these steps, and it is kind of a pain to train them. But it, once you get that person up and running, it'll really free you up to focus on more important things. Um, mm-hmm. So, because you, as the owner, you're like you're kind of like the head of the you're, you're the most post, most important person there. So, yeah, there's is. probably other better things you could be working on than you know just doing day to day routine tasks. So, yeah, you don't need to be taking bank deposits in if you don't have to, or no, you know, unless it's on your way or something. Yeah, nope. Yeah, it definitely it definitely will help relieve you of some stress having that good employee in there. So, yep. So definitely take consideration all these four uh, these four steps, and they'll get you on your way to hiring your first. New office employee. So, yep. Good luck. Yep. So, thanks for joining us today and have a great day. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head on over to iTunes and leave a five star review today. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button while you're there. If you're ready to take the headache out of running your landscape business, head on over to milliondollarlandscaper.com and check out the Academy program. It's where we compiled everything we know about running a landscape business in one convenient academy.